0: This podcast is brought to you by Blue Guardian, the fastest growing prop firm in 2023.
1: I became obsessed. Instead of being at the job, doing what I was supposed to do at the job, I was looking at charts all day. Yeah, eventually <laughs> that got me fired. But it was one video that actually clicked for me right. from his YouTube. I've seen it at least 30 times. The video's title is This is brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. I've never heard anything like this in like 300
0: odd episodes of Done. Episode 239. All right, folks, we've got Alex Lehrer here in the house today. Now, this is an ict style trader um, she simplified things down so dramatically in fact we see a step-by-step breakdown of her full strategy in the next video dropping on the channel so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss that she's also got a crazy hack and you're going to hear it in the show where it's going to stop you from any fomo that you may have with your trading so such a simple little trick first time i've ever heard it on the show so you got to stay tuned for that as well and the crazy story that got her into trading in the first place so that's all coming up other things going on here at trading up we've got the live streams hitting the channel on a daily basis Asia London and New York covered so if you're looking to get some support or just have a community to join whilst you're trading those sessions then jump in there and check out these great traders and you can see how they performed if you are wondering how everyone is performing we've got a lot of them doing the Blue Guardian challenge so you can see the recap videos at the end of the week including myself and see some of my trades as well across the course of the week so jump in there and make sure you grab that content uh, and last but not least if you do want to automate anything that you're doing i've got a 10k blue guardian evaluation that i'm giving away with my robot builders club for new members that join this month of august 2023 so go and check that out all right folks enough from me Let's jump into the show. Our sponsor Blue Guardian's the only platform firm that gives their traders a tool to protect them from hitting their max daily loss and over trading. It's super simple to use. Just set the Guardian protector each day from your dashboard. Did you also know that they've just released an unlimited time evaluation with a zero trading days requirement, giving you plenty of time to hit their low, eight and four percent targets making it super fast to get funded plus it's cheaper than the 40-day time limit evaluation check out the link and coupon in the description to get 10 off your next blue guardian evaluation all right folks here we are on trading up we've got alex rbv uh, forex made easy in the house that's where she that's how she goes by on or what she goes by on instagram welcome to the show all the way from romania and i don't even think i've had a romanian guest on before so you might be the first i'm pretty sure you are the first
1: Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Breaking the ice.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, now you you sort of came to the attention of of me because it's been known that you are, you know, you've, I suppose the way you explain uh, ICT is among the sort of simplest ways that people are explaining it, i.e. you've simplified the whole thing down. So we're going to get into your journey today and find out how you managed to do it, why you managed to do it, how you even found this ICT dude, uh, and all this sort of stuff. So (laughs) do you want to start off with, uh, how you found trading? And I believe it's some some kind of interesting story at the beach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I found trading 10 years ago, uh, when I met my partner and, um, I didn't feel any attraction towards trading because I've always felt like it was a male dominated, uh, uh, industry. And, uh, but about four, maybe five years later, we were at the beach uh, vacation and something really strange happened where a guy out of the nowhere came at me and he told me um, that uh, he knows me from trading in South Africa. <laughs> and I said, no, you, you're you confusing me with someone else. Uh, then, you know, we just didn't consider that something important. And then uh, when I got back home in a uh, in Bucharest after the vacation was over, I actually uh, was approached by a trading group from South Africa. Uh, I left that group. Yeah, it was really, really weird. It was really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was was approached on uh, WhatsApp, which is unusual because usually in this industry, people approach usually on Telegram. I didn't even have Telegram at that time. So these guys approached me on uh, WhatsApp. I don't know how they got my number. So I started looking into their strategy. They were trading something like beat the market maker from Steve Mauro. Um, so that's how I started with trading. And uh, then from, from that point till today, it was a long trip.
0: <laughs> and, and can you even, do you even know why, why somebody came up to you saying, oh, you're a trader? I have no California. idea.
1: No, absolutely no idea. Very weird. At it- that time, yeah, at that time in Romania, I remember that there were some protests um you know, Romanian people were protesting because uh, the government wanted to uh you know do something silly <laughs> and uh, this guy because uh, his um girlfriend came then afterwards uh you know, to take him away from there because he was really acting weird And then she told us, she apologized for the incident and then she told us, you know, um he was acting weird because he's really stressed with his job, he was working the, uh, Um, law enforcement and because of the protests and all of that he was really so yeah she just said he's acting weird we don't know why and the the weird thing is that we were at the beach in Romania they were Romanians but he approached me in English
0: which was super weird ah that is kind (laughs) of odd you even wonder if like it's some sort of scam it was some kind of scam where, yeah. but then it's like, how on earth would they get your phone number if they were going to WhatsApp exactly. you some South African thing? Exactly,
1: and, you know, exactly. Steve
0: Morrow beat the market maker ain't exactly yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, just, oh, it's just weird, there's very weird, but anyway, very weird. Yeah. Obviously, a sign so- because you're here and this, you know, <laughs> yes. if, if the if the guy's watching, then hey. You know, reach out in the comments <laughs> and let us know why on earth you did that. and uh, who is this sort of doppelganger trader from South Africa? I don't that, think he even you know. remembers.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um, okay, yeah. so so um so you 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 sort of delved into things but didn't I mean what, what happened next?
1: What happened next is that Uh, I studied for about three months uh, with the people in that group, um, uh, BTMM strategy. It was very much um, indicator-based. That's what caught my attention uh, because it was indicator-based and I really liked geometry. Um, So indicators, all of that stuff, it looked very mathematical to me. But then when um, my boyfriend found ICT, Um, we started looking at, uh, you know, consuming his content on YouTube. And then I felt like trading with indicators is, uh, not the best way to do it. Hmm. So then I was very interested in looking at naked charts. I felt like, uh, uh, that's what the next stage would be in my developing journey. So that's where I, uh, decided to leave the group. Uh, Because I also came in in that group with uh, my own ideas, you know, maybe we shouldn't use this indicator or maybe we shouldn't rely on indicators that much. Maybe we should look more at naked charts. And uh, that wasn't really seen with good eyes. So then I decided that it's time to, you know, part ways. And uh, from that moment, we studied ICT uh, on YouTube, went into his mentorship, didn't finish it because of uh, financial difficulties. And then we just um, continued to study uh, from his YouTube, from the free um, uh, stuff that he had on YouTube. And in about six months, I think um, we started applying it. And when I opened the charts, uh, I was like really, really eager to apply everything that I believed, that I understood. Took notes. I still have two big um, notebooks that are that are filled with them. Um, uh, with indications and all of the stuff that I understood at that time. But when I started to apply it in uh, in the markets, even in backtesting, um, the results were not as I expected. Um, I'm not talking about results as in the trade results, but more like I didn't feel like I was uh, 100% of what i was doing i still Mm. felt that i had doubts i still felt that i'm not looking at the right things i still felt like i'm uh not understanding concepts correctly and i always always had uh conflicting signals something Mm. told me to buy something else told me to sell at the same time because i was trying to eat all the candies yeah at one time to me it was
0: do you think that was part of like not finishing the, the
1: paid mentorship? No, no, absolutely not. I think that ICT's content, regardless if we're talking about paid mentorship or uh, free YouTube stuff, I think that it's like an encyclopedia. It encompasses everything that someone can know. Not that they need to know, but any everything that someone can actually get to know. Uh, retail you know, wise, about uh, the markets, but maybe even more than retail. But um, I always felt like a kid in the candy store. I wanted to eat, you know, basically apply everything at the same time, because charts are like books full of words and sentences, and uh, they will have a certain meaning if you use them in a certain context. And I didn't see the importance of context at that time. So that's why I wanted to use everything at the same time. And when you do that, you just, it's going to be a total mush in your head. Yeah, yeah. And the results are going to speak, you know. And so, 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 did, you, so you,
0: did you even get past the backtesting phase at that point where, you know, you said before that you couldn't even make it work in backtesting and how did that yes, progress? Yes, I did.
1: I did backtesting at some point when I started to exclude stuff. Uh, I decided to use less of the concepts that I have uh, uh, learned uh, from his content. I decided to use less and um, started to focus more on backtesting. I said, "Okay, I'm just going to leave, um, you know, live trading, uh, set it aside for uh, for a few weeks, maybe a few months." Uh, backtesting started going out pretty well, but then when I uh, felt confident, or that's what I thought at that moment, that I felt confident. Uh, and again, um, increased my equity uh, through depositing, and I started trading live. Uh, it went good for about a month, and then it was not that good anymore because I came back to my old habits of trying to use everything at the same time, thinking that you know overconfidence, right? I became overconfident, and that really hurt me.
0: Mm. Because you, you, you said you you lost your job, and that was the sort of oh, yeah. uh, genesis yeah. for you, you know, starting out yeah. full-time, yeah. right, I'm just going to do this. So so that yeah. at that point, I'm guessing it was before prop firms and, uh you know. Oh, yeah, it well, was I mean, before. It, uh, yeah. Prop firms have been around forever, but I mean, like, before the prevalence of them. uh So you had to deposit your own money and try and make it work. What, I mean, what kind of, can you sort of give us a, a typical week back then, like how many hours at the charts, how many trades are you taking?
1: Six hours a day. Right. At least six, eight hours a day. I would literally be glued to my computer. Yeah. And when I say six hours a day, I say six hours a day because my boyfriend was literally ripping me away from the computer. I became obsessed, especially because after I got fired from my old job and it happened because of trading, because I was uh, not bringing the results that I was anymore because i started to look into trading it felt more interesting to me Mm -hmm. and instead of being at the job doing what i was supposed to do at the job i was looking at charts all day and um yeah eventually that got me fired (laughs) (laughs) but it was you know it was a good a good thing that happened now looking back it's a good thing it's the best one that happened
0: yeah exactly i mean yeah so so six hours a day and how many trades would you place in that six hour period when you oh. were doing things, you know, when that month that it worked well versus the month that things started to go pear shaped?
1: I started to have bad results again when I started to look at many pairs. The number mm. of trades increased because I would look at more pairs. Previously, I would only look at Euro USD and GBP USD, which is what all ICT students have started with because yeah. that's what he was trading at the time. Uh, and I did good while I was focusing only on one, two pairs. Um, but then when I said, yeah, you know what? Why not apply this? Because it works. Why not just you know, scale and uh, apply it on many pairs? And that's where the focus starts to shatter. Because now I was, without actually realizing, I was uh, chasing quantity instead of quality. Yeah. And uh, the number of trades started to increase. Of course, because I was not focused anymore on doing a proper analysis, Anything was everything was happening quite fast. Okay, well, I think this is going to do this, so let's buy. Okay, and this is going to do that, let's sell. Sometimes I would even uh, put like, let's say I would take a buy on GBPUSD and then on JPY, on GBPAUD also, because I thought, well, you know what, they are just correlated. So let's just overtrade, trade, over risk not make a proper analysis and uh i started having good results with about maybe two three setups a day uh on two pairs euro usd and GBP usd when one had something and the other one didn't i would trade the one that had didn't trade both at the same time but then when i started to you know in my head scale up for the good but actually not uh i reached about 10,
0: 20, 30 trades a day, it was awful. Right folks, I'm here at the Blackball Markets headquarters up in Auckland, New Zealand, and we're standing in front of their whiskey bar. Now, if you like that kind of selection, you're gonna love their 26,000 tradable assets from Forex, cryptos, indices, stocks, you name it, they've got it. So folks, go and check them out at blackballmarkets.com or click the link under the video or in the card above. And so so with with these like i mean when you had this strategy that was working and i suppose even where you evolved to and what you're doing now what was sort of like maybe two or three of the key components that factor into that from the ict arsenal of you know 12 month mentorship kind of kind of thing what were the the three things you found that were like the most powerful to put into a strategy from
1: the fr- from the mentorship i don't think that i got to consume Um, as much as I needed from the paid mentorship uh, to be able to extract something from it Mm -hmm. because like I said I've only been in it not personally but I've only watched it like the first four months Uh, order blocks have always attracted me but I then realized afterwards that uh, when I started you know filtering the information out I realized that I was I thought that I was attracted to order blocks simply because everywhere you would look for how to trade, you would find order blocks. So it was like something fashionable. Yeah, let's mm. get into it because everyone jumps into this bandwagon. Um, but um, I actually found, and my entire trading strategy is based on his free content. And so that was it, the free content was,
0: before the before the free mentorship was, that yeah, he put. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: was it was yeah which which i I find uh, that people do have have managed to get a lot out of those free videos that uh that he put out like you know not that many but enough to to do some damage yes
1: it yeah it's a it's a hard path to follow when you want to you know just study his uh, youtube content because it's you don't know what to start with uh, there there's not a an actual structure this is phase one phase two phase three you need to start with this and first learn the basics and then uh you know learn more about those things and then start to apply them make yourselves a a, a trading plan um uh, youtube doesn't have that and you're uh let's say enticed into using or consuming everything randomly yeah so that delays yeah the A proper understanding but it was one video that actually clicked for me from his youtube
0: only one do you remember do you remember which one that
1: was what what was it about i've seen it at least 30 times the video's title is uh, liquidity purge and revert
0: right okay okay liquidity
1: purge and revert yeah
0: And, and is that when things started to to click for you after that sort of down period yes
1: Exactly. And, and After and that video, a, yeah. I said, "Oh, huh. Okay, this is what I need to do." Right. This is and from that moment, I don't know. It just Did, story did you changed. did
0: you then back did you then backtest that and ch- sort of change of your course. strategy? Okay. I
1: didn't started backtesting, but I've actually started to um uh more like go back in the charts, not do actual back testing, but to go back in the charts and see if my understanding from the video would apply. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that. So then I said, I spent about, I think, two months till uh, trying to figure out uh, a rule based strategy, because I I, I needed rules, I needed step by step plan. And my mind is. constructed in such a way that i I always need a step-by-step plan anything i do i need to know this is the first thing that i need to do this is the the second this is the third and if i don't have the second then i'm still at stage one i don't Mm. i cannot go go directly to to, uh, step three Mm. that's what i've actually spent time in figuring out how to do it at first i was using some indicators um uh, and then I ditched them as I started to understand more price action and focusing more on price action. The indicators you know, disappeared from my charts. And now I just trade with uh, rectangles, lines, not trend lines, uh, and the bear chart. And that's it. I only focus on what happens right now in front of me.
0: And uh, how many steps in your step-by-step plan? Ah. Uh,
1: If I were to count the part that takes less than 30 seconds to identify what is the actual, the overall market bias, uh, whether we're bullish or bearish, if I were to include that one also, so I'd have the bias, I'd have the point of interest on lower timeframe. And then uh, for the actual entry setup, candidate uh, imbalance, uh, three steps.
0: Only three. Okay, three steps. Isn't Only three. They, 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 three they're... steps
1: is like a two candlestick uh, model, let's say. Yeah. But yeah. it's just that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, three. Yeah. Three is easy to remember. I was thinking. I was. I was picturing thirty. So.
1: No. That, that, that's I. Easy I to remember. Um, yeah. It was five previously, but then, you know, understanding the markets has, uh, levels. <laughs> So when you understand another level, you just simplify it even more. Uh, Okay. And what, what, when you say it
0: has levels, what do you mean by that?
1: I mean that um, my strategy was not perfect three months ago, but now I feel like it is. Uh, And um, even though I've used my strategy for like the past two years, two years and a half uh, in the form in which it was two, three months ago, um, it was not perfect. And I've, felt like it needed some improvement in regards to the risk reward ratio, because sometimes my stop loss was a bit bigger uh, than my actual first TP. Mm. But then I've found a way to improve it after I've, you know, leveled up another layer of understanding. So it's levels to understanding the markets, so yeah. you think you understand something, but then you understand it even more. And you yeah. have another aha moment to your previously aha moment.
0: And uh and so how did that turnaround feel for you? And what was sort of like the 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 experience? Can you explain that?
1: Uh that that made me go from the um imperfect to the
0: Yeah. So basically we where you transition from, you know, like losing trader to profitable trader. How did that transition happen? Was it like a Instantaneous thing where you just you know all of a sudden you started you know winning trades after trade and, and they're growing the account uh, consistently or was it you, not that, you mean back you
1: you mean back then
0: back then yeah
1: back then uh, no it was just a I I didn't notice that I started mm-hmm. to make actual profit. I was focusing not on making profits anymore. When I started focusing on the process itself of me being disciplined of me following a set of rules, even though the set of rules was, was still being built. um, Even though um, I I still didn't control my emotions. I didn't master myself. I still don't master myself the way that I would want to master myself, but you know, it's a continuous learning process. Um, But it was actually a, A process-oriented thing. I was focusing on what happens in the chart. Didn't care about the pips. Didn't care about the money if I made money, um, because then we, you know, we were a little better financially speaking. So I didn't felt that pressure anymore. Mm. Oh, we need to make money. I need to make money because I'm out of job and uh, I need to bring money somehow into the household. Uh, Things started to go a bit better for us, and uh, that pressure disappeared. And uh, I I was again, able to focus on the process on me waiting for something specific to happen. And then I, I just didn't care about the profit that I made. At the end of the week, when I looked at how much profit I made, I said, Oh, I mean, 2%. That's good. It's good. And 2% was nothing at that time, because my account balance was small.
0: And so, if you had to like sort of break down, you know, you said you're doing six hours at the charts, and you know you're trading multiple pairs, and that's where it all fell down. Uh, what were you doing when you were like two eh, percent for the week? Great. What was that? What was the, What was the change in time at the charts and or markets you're trading and number of trades? Uh,
1: focusing only on Euro USD, uh, only Euro USD, because my my major losses happened always on gbP USD even when I was trading only those two pairs uh then when I started to trade everything it was a total catastrophe and then I restarted focusing again only on Euro USD so when I did that um you know my focus became very sharp only at one thing and um a, a normal trading day would look like I would wake up uh wait for about two hours after i wake up for the london kill zone to start uh i'm sure that the listeners know what a kill zone is already. i think they will now
0: because i think i've the, the yeah. one i'm uh, releasing in a couple of hours is, is all about yeah. the Kill zone yeah
1: the kill zones yeah okay so um uh wait for the Kill Zone to start and then just focus two three hours on the london kill zone and then if i have time two three hours again on the new york kill zone but not necessarily placing because previously this is this was what i was doing i mm. felt like if the market moved 12 pips to the downside i i i i needed to be in that move you know mm. uh and then if there's a pullback of eight eight pips i need to benefit from that so that's mm. how my mentality was previous to that but now i wanted to focus only on having one setup if i can have one good trade in a session I don't need more.
0: Mm.
1: And that's actually the thing that changed. So focusing on only one pair, back to one pair and two or three hours per session, but wait for one single setup. Don't feel like if markets it's dropping, you need to be in that trade. No, okay. It's dropping. I'll wait for a pullback and then, you know, or I'll wait for a reversal.
0: Yeah. And so, so, uh, if you had looked at your stats now, um, say, for example, the past month, I mean, what would you, how would you, how does your win rate look? And if you said risk to reward per trade, how does that look? What are those two? My, strategies?
1: for the past month, my win rate, someone was asking me yesterday on Instagram for the past month, my win rate has been 93%. I didn't have that much trades. Um, only trading one single pair now i've transitioned to trading only gold and i've been doing this for one year one year and a half i've been trading gold for quite some time yeah um and not too many trades usually one maybe two trades a day if i trade both sessions london and new york usually i don't trade both sessions because if i if i take a setup on london i feel like i've I don't need to be in front of the charts anymore i want to enjoy more the other things that become available to us you know yeah um when you start to know what you're doing in the charts and risk reward previously when my strategy was imperfect it was um i would risk more than i would actually aim to take profit so my risk reward was negative but my win rate was also good However, right now, I don't aim for something less than one-to-one. If I have one-to-one, doesn't matter if it's going to be 10 pips. doesn't matter if it's going to be 15 mm. or 20 or 30. If it's 30 pips, for example, um, 30 pips stop loss, I would aim for a uh, 30 pips TP. But I've made like a golden rule for myself, and this has been the best decision that I've ever taken, I think, <laughs> is to take most of my position off at 20 pips. So I still oh, okay. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So even though my stop loss is thirty, my TP is going to be thirty, at least thirty. I don't use TP usually. I just ma- ma- manually close partial. Uh, but I would still take most of my um, trade off at twenty pips.
0: Okay, and so you take something that I've okay. been doing. Yeah. And are you yeah. like moving your stop at that point, or? I move the, yeah, the stop
1: loss at break even. Yeah, I move the stop loss at break even after that, and then if it takes me out, I don't care because I made money if it yeah. doesn't take me out and it continues to go higher i'm not going to feel mad previously i would feel mad oh my god so stupid why did i close the trade because i could have made so much more money but now i just realize that i don't have to do that because when you find consistency you're going to make money from um you know trading more uh m- you know more of your trades are going to be quality trades mm. so it doesn't matter because now i don't feel like oh um I took three losing trades. So I need to catch one big trade to recover everything and be in a profit. And I don't yeah. feel like that anymore. So now I don't care if the runner goes 200 pips and in gold, it can happen. Right. Because I've already made my,
0: my share tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts introducing my robot builders club with our platform you can build bots in minutes not weeks without any coding required get lifetime access to my video course vip community and over 40 ready-made robots works with mt4 or mt5 and as a bonus you'll get three months access to my robot lab where we build and test bots on live calls every week join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter not harder click the link in the description to learn more get the free training and download a free robot and and how do you work out like you where you're going to get out of your runner?
1: Uh, I look at money. I look at uh, money as in usually I leave a 10% runner. So if that 10% is going to make, I don't know, $200, let's say, or $100, I would take something off at double, to uh, 40 pips. So TP1, in case my risk-reward ratio is bigger than 20 pips, Um, I'm going to take something at 20 pips. Then I'm going to take something at TP1, let's say, uh, uh, the the normal the the equal size of the stop loss. I'm yeah. going to take half of the runner off, and then 40 pips, 60 pips, and um, this I have this approach when. Um, higher above price if i'm in a bullish position or in a bearish one lower below price if i don't have like important market structures like uh, kill zone highs and lows like session highs and lows um, um, daily highs and lows weekly highs and lows if i have something like this and price already reached there i'm going to close most of the runner and i usually leave a zero zero one Okay. which just needs to feed my ego <laughs> yeah
0: that's it uh, it's just like leave it yeah, on there just, so that it's you like don't... a
1: symbolic yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's a symbolic thing that's leave a good 001. idea actually
0: <laughs> yeah that's a good idea a 001 how do you i suppose yeah are you using metatrader for you i'm using metatrader yeah, yeah so i yeah. suppose you can just close everything bar 0.001 so whatever the yeah rate sizes, the lot mm-hmm. sizes um oh that's interesting yeah and it's probably a little Good tip there, I think people should take away from this is I think you, it's something yeah. that I always recommend. How did you come up with that?
1: Every time I so, so this golden rule of um taking uh uh, uh of closing my position at 20 pips, most of it, I've actually got it from ICT because uh, back in the days when he was trading euro USD, he wouldn't leave his entire trade to go for more than 10 11 pips and he would always say you don't need more than 10 pips per trade to to make a living out of Mm. of trading and then when i started uh looking into gold gold is a lot more volatile so i felt like it's natural to have like a double uh you know golden number 10 pips for euro usd or forex pairs, 20 pips for gold felt like natural for me but then when i closed my entire position at 20 pips um i felt like And it would continue to go in my favor. Um, I I always felt like, uh, uh. and little by little, when you start to pay attention at these things that you feel, you want to look for, you know, a way to resolve them. Uh, It's it's not a good way to, uh, you know, make yourself not feel those things anymore. Mm. It's a good way to feel them, but it's a good way to address them in a way that you can satisfy that need that you have for you know i want to be in the trade for more pips uh so i then um realized that in every trader's head there are two personalities that leave and one of them is the trader who is actually interested in paying his bills making money and all of that stuff and becoming consistent with trading so it's all about the money for this guy. And for the other personality, uh, that's the technical analyst who doesn't really care about the money. Uh, it's the IT guy, if you want, you know, the geek that spends a lot of time in front of the computer and he makes an analysis and he wants to ride the entire move or at least as much as possible from it. So I couldn't get rid of that personality from my own head. So I said, okay, I need to make peace with this girl, you know, inside my head. And that's how I came up with the. Uh, with this thing you know take money so the trader in me is the one that i will always prioritize because she helps me to pay my bills she helps me to fund my lifestyle and all that and i also need to um the other girl you know the, the technical analyst in me i need to uh, keep her satisfied because otherwise she's going to start sabotaging me. She will not yeah. allow me to take my money, put it in my pocket. And she'll just say, you know, just put a uh, break even. And if price goes 20 pips in my favor and I don't take profit and it takes me out of break even, yeah. I'm going to feel Mm, more pain, you know, mm. mentally than yeah. I would if I just take most of the position off at 20 pips, at least I paid myself, and then just leave something to satisfy the technical analyst.
0: Yeah, this is brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. I've never <laughs> heard anything like this in like 300 odd episodes I've done. Oh, I, yes, okay. about 300. Um, so this is fantastic. It's interesting because I, I, I challenge you out there to anyone who's listening. Uh, how many of you thought that she was going to say, that the second person, the technical analyst, analyst was the one that you wanted to be. I, I yeah. thought that for a second there, I was like, are you going to say that that's the one that sounds like the right one? Doesn't it? Not mm-hmm. the one that's going to just smart. take the money and, and run, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a, that's a complete and utter um, mindset shift that I think, you know, it's great for people to hear that. Uh, fantastic stuff. Now, um, what about like prop firms? They sort of came on the scene whilst you were, you know, doing well by the sounds of it. I mean, have you ever considered it? Did you ever sort of think this was something I need to look into or you know, trade no. in a on a prop firm? No, not at all. Okay. No. So you No, I never. And and what what was the reason for that? Was there something in that you sort of decided, like, nah, I'm not going to do it because of XYZ, or was it? Yes, it, it was out, something just, that I
1: just oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, is something that I decided I'm not gonna do because um, back in my job when I used to work, um, we had a lot of trainings about time management and about how to make the people be more productive and all of that thing st- all of that stuff. And uh, something from one of those trainings uh, actually uh, helped me a lot in my training uh, And that was whenever you have a time limit set by someone else, to accomplish a target, you will always stumble. Uh, You will always not be there in time. Mm. Uh, And the main thing that prop firms do, they give you a time limit uh, by which you need to make a certain amount. So it's basically, you are being imposed some rules. Mm. The purpose of trading, the purpose of me becoming successful is to not have anyone else impose me their own rules, and I know that for a lot of people, uh, prop firms have been a blessing. Uh, it, it just I couldn't find a, a good reason for me to start looking into a prop firm. You know, starting with a big capital because I thought, well, I deposited five hundred dollars and I blew the account. What on earth makes me think that I can pay a prop firm, $1,000 to to give me a $100,000 account? What makes me think that I'm going to do better with that? Okay. If it's my own money and I can afford to lose it and it's less, it's $500 and I can't do good with it. What makes me think that I can actually take care of someone else's money? And even though at the beginning with prop firms, you start with a demo account, you still pay the challenge. Yeah. You know, so I thought instead of paying for the challenge, let me start my own account, start being consistent, and then I'll see if I need a a, a bigger fund, you know, more money. And then I will see, but at least let me get consistent with my own trading method. Yeah. And uh, little by little, I just didn't need it. Yeah. Because I started feeling good. yeah. It makes sense, yeah. But well, the rule based or the imposed rules, and I know now they're a preference because that's a very bad rule that they have. It's very um traumatizing, I would say, for a trader.
0: Yeah, I know uh, that the, the these guys here, I'll tell you what though, they've just released an uh an unlimited. So this is Blue Guardian, I un- know unlimited yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. So they've yeah, I think they, I didn't know, see the they first, have this. I think, yeah. Yeah.
1: I know they have this because now, you know, when they're the first prop firms that started to pop up, you know, uh, like FDMO, MFF, maybe, I don't know if MFF now has like an unlimited time for you to pass the challenge, but whatever. But at first, all the prop firms that appeared, um, they, they'd they have this 30 days to, to pass the challenge. Now, when there are like other uh, prop firms emerging, they know how to do better because it, it's pretty obvious that that imposed 30 days to make 10% or 8% or 12%, 12%, people will rush things. They will not see that, okay, I have one month. I have 30 days to pass the challenge. If they take one or two losses or maybe even three losses in a row, they will feel the urge to recover that fast because they will feel like they Mm. are running out of time. So now prop firms that start to emerge now or that appeared after FTMO because you know FTMO and everyone's head is like the first proffer you know yeah. um, now they start to do better with uh, less rules less strict rules and all of that so this is good but now I don't have any reason to go yeah. for a proffer yeah. but it's good that they start to uh, you know have more. Uh, to be more trader oriented because mm. if you are oriented towards the trader that's going to trade your funds um then you're also oriented towards yourself you know
0: yeah yeah and like i mean you, Inve- you know,
1: invest the- in the trader make him feel safe make him feel not rushed and uh he's gonna do a lot better yeah. than if you rush him yeah you need to do this in 30 days otherwise you're out
0: yeah yeah which you know, i suppose it does like really you know get rid of the traders that can't trade because they are gonna you know blow the account in 30 days exactly. and the ones that are very exceptional like you know for yourself for example don't even you know they're not you're not enticed by the the prop firm model yeah. because yeah. you don't need it um so it's it's a it's a fine line uh right let's move on so, it is yeah so so uh what do you think made you different from other you know, folks following like you on Instagram or, or people you've like either, I don't know if you mentor people, but like if you mentor people, what do you think made you different at the start?
1: I think it's the same thing that makes me different at the moment, which is my availability to help everyone, regardless if they are part of my paid mentorship or not. I've always spent a lot of time in answering all the questions that I've received. And not just give like a blunt answer, yes or no, or yeah, you need to go check that, or you need to go look at that. Uh, No, I've always spent a lot of time every day to answer questions in the same way in which I would have wanted someone to answer me. So I think that the fact that I've always been helpful, friendly, um, you know, answering questions. Even when they were about my paid mentorship, like if someone asked me a question that would be something that I would only teach in the paid mentorship or something like that, I wouldn't say, oh, you know what, I covered that only in the paid mentorship. No, I just give him what he asked for me from me. And I think that this little by little started to add up. Uh, More people were uh, coming to me, asking me stuff. I kept replying. I kept being friendly. And I still do that. I have. I do not have a single comment in my entire YouTube channel that has remained unanswered, not till this date. And it's a thing that I do three times a day. I go to YouTube studio and I go to my Instagram and I go to my Telegram and every day, three times a day, I make sure, okay, what new comments do I have? What new questions that I receive? I need to answer them all. I cannot leave people like that without answering them, without making them feel like I pay attention to them. So I think that this is what, um you know made me be different and it it still is something that um makes me be a bit different from the others
0: yeah you're making me feel like a bad YouTuber I I was really struggled <laughs> no. to get to the comments no because no, I'm many. sure
1: the comments that you receive are not necessarily questions about technical analysis and all that stuff. No, it's no, me no.
0: yeah so, so yeah, no, what, what what I was really after was like from from a trading point of view versus a mentorship and I think I probably screwed up the question okay. there um no, what, do you, okay. what do you what do yeah what do you think made you different as a trader, like you know, why did why were you able to sort of come through it and become a profitable trader, whereas so many come through it and fail or give up or or just spend years and and can never really make it happen?
1: Okay, it's um my my need to simplify things. I don't like complicated things. Uh, I don't like uh, complicated designs, complicated clothes, complicated jewelry, complicated makeup. I don't like any of that stuff. Uh, and this also transposed into trading. When I first started to learn ICT, everything was complex. I, I, at that time, I would say it's complicated. Now I know it's only complex, not complicated anymore. Um, but um, trying to do good in a very complex environment with very complex methods, uh, it's going to make you be successful a lot harder and a lot later. So I think that when I realized that I need to simplify things, I need to exclude more than 90% of the things that I've understood, that I've learned about, and I need to understand that if I'm in the candy store and I will want to eat all the candies, I'll get cavities Mm -hmm. very soon. So it's not in my benefit. So I then spent some time realizing, only just staring at charts and trying to understand myself. What is that thing in the charts that makes me look at it right at the first moment when I open the charts? And for me, those were highs and lows and big candles and balances. So then I said, okay, if this is, these are the two things that I feel like my eyes and my brains are instantly attracted to. I have two brains, my eyes and my brains, (laughs) my eyes and my brain are instantly attracted to. Um, I said, okay, maybe it's time to n- learn more about these things, focus more on these, and then if I feel like I need to add something, I will look into a third concept or something like that. But I think my need to simplify things and to have everything simple around me is what made me simplify ICT concepts, explain them in a simple way, not you know put a lot of uh, lipstick on the charts like ICT says himself and. Uh, just keep it
0: simple this awesome. this is yeah so so yeah. simplistic so keep simplifying things down which is which in a way is kind of hard for like it's oh, hard it's yeah. hard for everything right I And mean, then apple do it very well in terms of they simplified all their products down and but it, and i remember yeah. a speech from a, an apple employee who was saying it is actually one of the hardest things of the world to do is to simplify something that's quite complex yes yeah, exactly. So, exactly so it's a special talent there um Uh, In terms of, I mean, and the the other thing you did, I suppose, with regard to the stop loss and take profit and and exits is that's kind of simple, right? It's like, it's it's almost old school. I I haven't heard people talk about a 30 pip stop loss and a 20 pip take profit in donkey's years. Nobody talks about it now. So the fact that, you know, with that, you get a 93% win rate last month, then there's something to be said about that because you're always making money, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the game. Yeah. I'm loving this interview, by the way. It's really, really good. Uh, right, what about a mindset sort of technique or something you do like on the day to try and get you on the, in the right right frame of mind? Do you have
1: anything? Oh, I th- I do. I think uh, it's not necessarily something that I do, but it's something that that I pay attention to. I think that starting your day. Um, in front of the charts, if if you open the chart, but you know that you didn't get a proper rest during the night, or you had a fight with your partner, or there's something else, you know, working in the back of your head that you're thinking about and you can't really focus. If there's something that needs to be solved right now, and it's not trading related, I try not to engage that much in trading. I first try to fix that thing and then, um you know, refocus on trading another thing that I started doing is um, I bought a whiteboard and I write on it uh, thanks for all the good trades that I take and for all the bad trades that I take and for the bad ones when I don't follow my rules when I jump ahead of myself and all of that stuff I write there thank you for the lesson that cost me this much and I don't erase those from the whiteboard. Uh, because I want them to be like a, a statement of what happens when I don't do what I'm supposed to do, what I don't do, what I teach other to do, other people to do, and that really helps me keep myself accountable. And how
0: many? How many? Though, oh, sorry, what's the oldest one of those that you've written on there? How long ago was it?
1: Uh, oldest one is like an entire account, not a trade. I haven't had a like a, a trade that i lost because i didn't follow the rules so those are the kind of things that oh, i'm sorry doing right i mean now. um
0: i mean on the whiteboard yeah. if you're writing these things on down on the whiteboard how, yeah. Yeah, how, yeah how long ago was the last the, the, the first one you put on uh,
1: first one oh it was uh, i think 5 months ago and because i many, didn't
0: how many have you got on there now how, uh,
1: how many have you got on there yeah let me check 14, but 14. one of them, 14, but one of them is an entire account. Right. I'll tell you the story if you want. Yeah, go for it. Because it's already public, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, four months ago, I said that, you know, there are a lot of people who want to learn more, but they don't necessarily um, have the money to pay for a mentorship. And for some whatever reason, even though I'm always uh, available to answer questions they don't ask. So I said, okay, maybe my YouTube content doesn't help. I don't even have that much time to produce YouTube content. So I said, that there, there has to be a way in which I could um, make other people benefit from my trading. And I opened a copy effect service. And that happens about four months ago, I think, maybe three months ago. Uh, it was uh, in uh, at the beginning of March or middle of March. So I opened a copy FX service. I deposited three thousand dollars. People started to, um, uh, you know, copy my trades. It went good for the first two weeks, and then I, I don't know, it, everything like all my mindset was down. Absolutely, I started to do everything that I did in my beginning stages of trading. Everything that I was not supposed to do: buy sell buy sell. If I see a good go, a big candle. Just buy at an impulse, sell out an impulse. Oh my God, um, don't put don't don't put stop loss, remove the stop loss. All of that thing. And eventually I just blew the account. It was right. bad. And, that, it and was, that was such
0: that was because of that just was the, the, the pressure, moment. the pressure of like yes. having other people yes. taking exactly. those trades. A lot yeah. of
1: people, because like I said, in the first two weeks, everything was really good. In the first two weeks, I did. I think, or 17%. I even had a day in which I did 7%, which I was, whoa, that's good. And then um, people started writing me, thanking me. uh, Thank you for the opportunity. I put my rent money and you uh, made more of it and all of that stuff. A guy wrote me um, because I had like a minimum deposit of $100. You know, it was, you know, the requirement Mm -hmm. from the broker. And a guy wrote to me and he told me, could you please lower the minimum deposit requirement and make it 50? Because I only have $50. It's my only money. And I want to, you know, put it there. So I copy your trades and make it more uh, and make more of it. But, and I started receiving all these messages. And I realized that most of the people that have signed for the copy service were people that didn't even afford to lose that money that they Mm. put in. And I said, I've opened a Pandora box, something that I was not supposed to do because people who sign up for a copy service, they don't trade or at least they don't have the results that they want. So their mindset is like, well, she'll make money for me and I'm sure that she will. So I'll put all the money that I have. So they are not aware of the fact that they can lose that money. And when I realized that, that, you know, I cannot control the kind of people that are going to copy my service. And when I say the kind of people, I say aware people, people that have the awareness that stuff, bad stuff can happen and the money can be lost. And I couldn't control that. So then I started feeling really responsible. Oh my God, what if I'm going to lose someone's rent money? What if I'm going to lose someone's entire life savings? What am I going to do then? Because I'll feel responsible and I will be responsible for ruining the lives of people. How can I go about that? So I felt at the time, you know, I was already losing it. I felt that the best thing to do was to trade more, (laughs) you know, to make more money faster, which is a rookie mistake. I just completely, you know, rugged pull myself
0: yeah yeah that's what, what i did what what kind of uh, risk were you uh, what kind of risk were you putting on that account versus what are you what are you put on your like normal account accounts
1: on that account i was putting like five maybe ten percent risk per trade All right. on my normal account i use a fixed lot size on my own right. personal account yeah i put a fixed lot size doesn't matter how big my stop loss is going to be but the thing is that with when I was doing the copy service, I was still trading the, let's say, old RBV strategy. Um, and that incident with the copy effects uh, account made me realize that there is something that I need to fix with my strategy. So that was because remember, I, w- I told you earlier that my strategy was not perfect, but now I feel that I don't need to modify anything related to it but back then i always felt like for the past two years i felt like there's something missing but yeah it works it makes money so you know what and it was the big stop loss that i had and it was um some entry confirmations that i had and the copy effects incident gave me no other choice no other alternative but to face the problem that i felt the strategy had and find a way to fix it and then i started taking all my um uh instagram reels cuz i would post my trades on instagram reels i took them all one by one and all the pictures that i documented i ever documented my trades with cuz i keep uh for every year for every month i keep a like a uh you know i uh screenshot my screen when i take a trade yeah. uh and i keep those as a journal of my trades and i started looking at all of those trades all of them taken within the past two years and i realized how to improve my strategy because i've just filtered out the trades that didn't do good but that i you know i said oh it's just part of the game losing is part of the game it is part of the game but it's only part of the game when you when you when you don't feel like there is something else that needs to be improved, if you feel mm. like there's something else to be impro- to be improved, but you don't work to improve it, then the loss is not part of the game. It's the kind of loss that it 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 you left the room for an error there, and you're not doing anything to address it. If you find the error and you do something to address it, and you address it, and you still get a loss, and you just literally feel like there's nothing else that you need to improve, or that okay, I don't know what other things to improve. Honestly, if that's the case, then yes, that's a loss that is part of the game. It is what it is. Accept mm. it because you know no uh, system is hundred percent bulletproof. But if you take a loss and you treat it as if it's a part of the game, but deep down you have a doubt: mm, what if there could have been something that I could have done to you know, improve my entry, to improve my stop-loss placement, to have like a a better uh, price level at which I need to wait for price to be informed in my specific setup. When you feel that, but you just ignore it, eventually it's going to come against you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I sort of I sort of get what you're saying there. I sort of get what you're saying. Um Yeah. Now, what about uh, uh we're going to jump into the quick fire round in a second, but before we do, I just want to see if there's any one thing you would recommend a retail trader spend the next month
1: mastering themselves. themselves your um Pay attention to what you feel when you open the chart. Pay attention to the urge that you feel of being in a in a move that is happening right now. Pay attention to um, you know if I were to 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 relate only at a technical analyst from a technical analyst standpoint, I would say focus on understanding market structures. If you understand market structures, and if you can find a way in which to blend price structures with time structures and understand that there has to be a price level, that it is a time structure and a market structure like price structure at the same time, and that's the one that you should focus on, then yes, spend time on that. So understanding market structures and understanding um, you know, time and price, not just price. From a technical analysis standpoint, this is what I would focus on, okay. understanding market structures from a time and price perspective. Uh, psychologically speaking, master yourself. Try to pay attention at all those urges that push you, you know, push the button when you know you're not supposed to. Mm. Pay attention to how your heart is racing when you push the button because the heart is racing. I mean, your heart wouldn't be racing when you open a trade if you if you have of a rule-based strategy that you know you followed mm. you're going to feel like okay well I have a plan I'm following it so why is my heart racing but if the heart races it means that you're not taking the decision to open a trade based on a rule mm. or a set of rules that you've um, you know decided to follow and if yeah. that's the case you know whoever doesn't have rules they're not gonna Evolve. If and it's can. also yeah, having the That's rules possible.
0: that you that you've tested so you've got confidence in it. So that absolutely. That, yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise you can have rules, absolutely. but you still got you don't you still don't know whether or not it's gonna work or, or so exactly. you've got to test it. Hey, right, we're gonna jump into the quick fire round here. So um a few quick questions. So how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Uh about
1: two years.
0: What's two your years. favorite favorite entry setup?
1: Entry setup is price has to be below 12 minute open for me to buy and it has to create an imbalance to the upside and then like a ICT fair value gap um, and this uh, pattern has to form between uh, let's say nine no, not, not my hour um, 2 a.m till 5 a.m. New York time zone for the London session and then I want to sell only if price is above the 12 midnight open, Uh, price and it gives me that imbalance to the downside and then it comes back rebalances and then starts to move down so that's my favorite entry pattern sell above 12 minute open buy below 12 minute open
0: what's your preferred broker and trading platform look folks i know you want the answer to this question which broker is this trader using now the answer has been sponsored by black bull markets so to find the answer out you're going to need to go over to tradingnut.com find the show notes page for this guest and then all will be revealed do you have a recommended trading book or resource
1: i never read a trading book i started reading trading in the zone i think uh very good at the beginning but then i just left it i don't know why uh but uh trading resource definitely uh ICT. Yeah. I'll tell I- you
0: what we'll, we'll put that link up to the uh, the video you mentioned at the start of the show. There's do, that's the best. Yeah. Okay, right, brilliant. Um before we wrap up, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you?
1: Uh they can get hold of me on Instagram. My handle is true underline Lera. Uh they can also get hold of me on Telegram. The handle is the same, true, underline Lera, T-R-U-E, underline L-E-R-A.
0: Brilliant. Well, look, a big yeah. thank and you YouTube to- also, yeah, the, YouTube also, yeah. YouTube also. I'll tell channel. you what, we'll make it easy for everyone because um, what we're going to do is we're going to hook all those links up in the show notes and to find okay. them, simply search for Alex in the search box on tradingnut.com until next time i wish all my listeners trading happiness and success all right folks there you have an interview done and dusted now we've got alex's full strategy broken down step by step and it is a simplified way to trade the ict method Uh, so if you do want to check that out go over to the channel hit subscribe on the youtube channel and you'll see that video pop up very soon so other things remember we've got the live streamers we've got the blue guardian they're taking the blue guardian challenge we've got the robot builders club uh, 10k evaluation if you join the month of august folks have a great trading week and we'll see you in the
1: next episode